Hey everyone, this is Jamie Austin, pastor of Woodlake Church. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to know more about Woodlake, head on over to woodlake.church and enjoy this message. Hey, good morning, Woodlake family, and good morning to everybody watching online. If you're new with us today, my name is Jamie, and my wife Jen is right up here. And uh, we're the pastors of this amazing church family, and I just want to say we are pumped to have you here at Woodlake. If we hadn't had the chance to meet you, we are going to be on the northeast doors. If I can keep her away from the nursery. We have a lot of babies around here too. So we're going to be in the Northeast Doors. We would love a chance to meet you. So Woodlake family, give all of our guests a huge round of applause. We're just honored to have you with us. If you're watching online, Pastor Dennis is right there and uh, moderating that this morning. Hey, Woodlake family, can we do a little bit of work this morning? Uh, we have one of our Woodlake family members, Bob Robertson, who's in the hospital this morning and uh, just really needs a touch of the Lord. Psalm 103, David wrote this and said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all mine most being. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgave all of our sin and healed all of our diseases or all of our afflictions. So we believe we serve a God who heals. And so would you just join with me this morning as we lift Bob up, and let's just ask the Lord to touch him this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you according to your word that says we can be healed. And Lord, as we pray as a church family for Bob, Lord, we ask this morning for an undeniable move of you. Your name in Scripture, one of many, is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals and restores. And so, Lord, we just ask you to do what you do. And we give you the praise for it. Now, Lord, anybody in this room that needs a healing, Lord, we receive it by faith and according to what you said, for you're watching over your word to perform it. In Jesus' name, and everyone said Amen. Hey, if you're back with us this week, and uh, you were here last week for Easter, uh, we're, just, we're just so glad that you are with us here today. May 8th, everybody say May 8th. May 8th. That's Growth Track Sunday. I know that's Mother's Day, but during our second service, if you've been with us maybe for any length of time, or maybe even coming just a week or two, and you're wondering about how to get connected, uh, this is a church family. We're not going to help you get connected. We're going to help you get connected. And Growth Track is all things Woodlake. So May 8th, Sunday, May 8th, join a second service right back here in our gathering space. We would love to connect with you here at Woodlake. Amen? I want you to turn to the book of Galatians, chapter 5. And we're eventually going to get there, okay? Over the last few weeks, we've had several people accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Isn't that exciting? Last Sunday, we had 11 people say yes to the Lord. It's exciting. That's why we turn the lights on around here, just so you know, okay? Uh, if you've come in the Northeast doors, you'll notice there's a cross on the wall out there, and it's like there's little blocks in it. Many of you have seen it. We set a goal just a few years ago that we wanted to see a thousand people come to know Jesus Christ in all of our locations. How many of you would agree we're well on our way? In fact, Pastor Mike, we're probably going to have to add another cross. Amen? So if you are new to the Lord, this is a great place for you to be. But I do know there are a lot of people here, young and old, that over the last few weeks you've said yes to the Lord for the first time, or maybe you're coming back to a relationship 
with the Lord. And I'm so glad you're here. But there's one thing that every believer, let's just keep it real. Every believer goes through seasons where living for the Lord is not easy. I can remember when I came to Christ and it was like every sermon was phenomenal. Do you remember that? I'm just kidding, just kidding. Every worship song was like of God. And then, and then life hits you. Have you ever had that? Okay, when Sports Illustrated came out, you could call the 1-800 number and order Sports Illustrated, and you got a free football phone. How many of you are old enough to remember that? And you got something that came on a VHS tape. How many remember VHS? How many of you remember beta? These are the, all the old people. No, don't. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, but we had a v, you got a VHS tape, and it was entitled NFL's Greatest Hits. And you had like an hour and a half of some of the greatest collisions in football history, from black and white days all the way to, you know, whatever. And, and it was these massive hits. And they would, guys would, sometimes they wouldn't move. <laughs> sometimes they would get up and they would, they would be walking off and they would have people helping the people off the field. So even now, when we see a collision in football, everybody holds their breath to make sure the, the player's okay. But a lot of times they'll get up and they'll walk off and, and you got people holding that person. Why? Because they, they just took a hit and they're walking off and they're a little wobbly. And now with the advent of of high-definition cameras. That person, that player will sit on the bench, they'll pull the helmet off, and the lights are on, but nobody's home. How many of you know what I'm saying? And the reality is, we can take hits in our life. And maybe some of you are here today, and you've taken some hits, and, and you're a little wobbly in life. You've taken a hit somewhere maybe in your sobriety. You've taken a hit somewhere in your marriage or even worse, sometimes our faith takes hits. And although you're here, let's just keep it real. You're just wobbly. And although we're singing the worship songs and we we just had a powerful word and man, clearly God's here spiritually. The lights are on, but nobody's home. If that's you here today, if you're watching online, uh, it's okay. We've all been there, right? Okay, Jesus, John 14, 15, and 16, is talking to his disciples. He's prepping them, getting them ready for his crucifixion, his resurrection, ultimately his ascension. In fact, John 14, 15, and 16 is one long conversation. So Jesus is trying to cram into them as much information as he can. And one of the things he wants them to get is that, hey, listen, things are about to get difficult. You're going to take some hits. It's, you're, you may not be ready for this, but, but he says this. He says in John 14, he says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor. That's, that's a huge statement. To be with you forever the spirit of truth. Anytime in scripture you see the spirit of truth, the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ. Uh, in fact, your Bible, most versions will have the spirit that's a capital S. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. But he goes, but you know him. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. 
So, so I'll send you another counselor. In the original language, that word means strengthener, comforter, or helper. In essence, what Jesus was saying this, when I ascend to the Father, I'm going to ask him, and he's going to give you a promise. He's going to send you, in essence, another version of me. Only this time, Jesus says, I'm not just going to be with you, I'm going to be in you. Scripture goes on to say, it is for your good that I go away. That's hard to believe, right? I could be super spiritual if Jesus were like standing at my bedside every Monday morning. How many of you can say amen to that? But Jesus was saying this. He said, listen, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is better than than me with you. I will not leave you alone. It is possible as a believer to feel lonely, but we are never alone. Somebody needs to hear that today, amen? No, no matter what you're facing right now, and, and you may sit there and say, I don't have the answers. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what the next move is. And maybe you're paralyzed in some area of your life. Uh, be encouraged if you have said yes to the Lord. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, Christ himself is on the inside of you. You are not alone. You're not alone. And that's huge because the disciples were going to need it. Now, Jesus went on to say in Luke 24, verse 49, I'm going to send you what my father promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. In charismatic circles or Pentecostal circles, we call this being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And this is a church that believes in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I I, I don't just have, have Jesus on the inside of me, but he can overflow out of me. Amen. And so, listen, this Wednesday night, Pastor Brandon, in our prayer service, we're going to be talking and going to God's Word about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts. Don't miss our prayer services at any of our locations. It is powerful. Now, you say, Jamie, I'm not in the habit of coming on Wednesday night. Listen, this is your pastor talking. Change your habit. (laughs) You with me? Jamie, I give my cat a bath on Wednesday nights. That's it, you know. Listen. You need to be here for prayer service on Wednesday nights. It is powerful. We gather not just for the word, but the presence of Almighty God. It's huge. There's something for the whole family. You need to be here, okay? Wednesday nights at 6.30. But this morning, we're not going to be talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, I want to talk about one of the basic functions that you and I are promised as believers in the Lord. Now, you may have grown up in a church that didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. Maybe they were a little nervous about the Holy Spirit. You never even heard about the Holy Spirit. It, that, 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 that's, <laughs> we need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is good. You heard the word this morning. The Holy Spirit is good. The presence of God, the manifest presence of God that comes to live on the inside of us. Especially if you're here and you've taken a hit in some area of your life. Because there are some days that the old Jamie just wants to come out. Have you ever ever surprised yourself at how quickly you can go back to your old way of life? Your old way of thinking, your old way of speaking, your old way of acting. There are are some moments that it's just, I am am shocked. Because I thought, well, I thought that Jamie was long gone. But here he is. And the Apostle Paul is writing in Galatians. In fact, one of the major themes there is uh, people were wondering, is faith in Jesus enough? Is it enough? There were some that had crept into the church there and were trying to convince believers that there were all these other boxes that had to be checked. 
And sometimes if we live out our faith that is nothing but spiritual box checking, that's how we get religious and, and not really in relationship. Because let's keep it real. There's only so many boxes I can keep straight in my head, right? Came to church. I read my Bible. I volunteered. I, I tithed. I did this. I, I did that. I can, and, and all of a sudden, somebody comes along, and there's a whole new set of boxes that get added to my spiritual walk with the Lord. And the apostle Paul said, no, 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 no. Let me tell you how you do this. And, and he writes it this way. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Make a note of that word walk. We're going to break it down here in just a moment. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Has anybody ever been there before? But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, and orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this, everybody say it with me, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Let me pause here for just a moment. This is one of those passages of Scripture that a lot of people wish wasn't there. But Jamie, I love that person. You can love somebody and they can still go to hell. Some of you are like, he was much nicer Easter Sunday, I promise. <laughs> but Jamie, I, I, I really wish the Bible didn't say that. Just because we wish it away doesn't change what God said through his word. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. And Paul just, man, he just drew a line in the sand. They'll not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Paul calls it out and said, you, you can tell when somebody has said yes to the Lord. They walk by the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. There again, we have in the, the capital S right there. If you are here and you are wobbly in your walk, if you are here today and you are exhausted in this Jesus thing, maybe you just said yes to the Lord recently or maybe you're coming back to the Lord or maybe you've had some moments where there's some spiritual wake-up calls and you, you're realizing, it. man, I am not where I need to be. Be encouraged here today. Don't think that the pastor is coming at you. I, I want to encourage you here today. You and I have the help of the Holy Spirit. And Paul says, you want to live right? Don't add another box. Walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us walk things out. My dad refused to get a cell phone. Anybody have a dad that likes to make statements? So my dad is a rancher, retired now, but for years it was like, I'm not getting me a cell phone. I'm not doing none of that texting business. Ain't nobody going to track, the government ain't going to track me down. <laughs> right? 
And so, okay, dad, you're not young. You're working with heavy equipment and, and bulls that could harpoon you. So listen, you're getting a phone. So he refused to get an iPhone. So we finally talked him into a flip phone. How many of you, your, your parents, when, you, when they got a phone and it starts ringing, apparently they don't know there's like a silence button, that sort of thing. So this is how they silence it. They pull it out, pull the glasses out, and stare at it. As if that's going to turn it off. Right? How many of you have been in, you've been in funeral services with those people? Come on, somebody. You're like, literally push any button. It'll go off, right? So finally, we got my dad to get a flip phone. And just recently, we got him to get an iPhone. Now the government's tracking him all day. No, just kidding. But we are, we are tracking my dad. Sucker's been low-jacked. We know where he's at all the time, you know? No escape. Um, but one thing about the iPhone, it's crazy. Even today, my kids teach me stuff about the iPhone that I didn't know it did. And, and you may be here today, and you have maybe have grown up in church. You've been around this Jesus thing. Maybe you've even been in Pentecostal churches where you, man, you know about the baptism and the gifts, that sort of thing. But I think most of the modern church doesn't realize that the Holy Spirit is not simply for looks, that the Holy Spirit is not just some sector of theology that, that some churches talk about and some don't. But the Holy Spirit empowers me and enables me to walk this Jesus thing out. Why? Because is I will wear myself out. Let me say it in Oklahoma language. I will wear myself slick. <laughs> Trying to walk this Jesus thing out all by myself. Any Okies in the house, you worn yourself slick, <laughs> right? It's tough, but I don't have to do it by myself, and Paul tells me how to do it. So if you're taking notes today, there's just two things I want you to get and especially if you're a new believer, you're coming back to the Lord, you, you represent one of those blocks that's out there in that cross. The Holy Spirit helps me walk, or in the original language, that, that word can mean live or behave. Holy Spirit helps me live, helps me behave. Oral Roberts, I know we got a lot of ORU folk in the house here today. He says this, it was the job of the Holy Spirit to bring back to earth the full, unlimited power of Christ. That means on the inside of us, there lives within us the full, unlimited power of Christ at our disposal. Amen? That, that rules don't make me good. Church attendance doesn't make me good. Can I have an Amen? Hell will be filled with people who never miss church. God speaks to the prophet Ezekiel. And they, all they had in the Old Testament was the law. And boy, they were, man, but if they messed up at this part of the law, they messed up, period. And, 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 and God speaks through the prophet Ezekiel. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And listen to this, I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. There we have the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and keep my laws. I'll move you. Before I was a believer, there were things I wanted to do. Can anybody identify with me? 
Why? Paul says in Galatians, my flesh wants to do what it wants to do. And let me tell you something, I wasn't living for the Lord. Jesus was not in my life, so there was zero conflict. I'll just keep it real. But when I came to the Lord, something happened on the inside. I accepted what he did for me on the cross. Oh, is anybody excited about what Jesus did for us on the cross? Anybody remember when you came to the realization that the cross of Christ set you free? Oh, the church just needs to get excited. If we get excited about that, we couldn't build a building big enough. Amen? David even cried out, Lord, return to me the joy of my salvation. Oh, Pastor Eric, I remember when I came to Christ and I realized that when Jesus hung on the cross, he hung there because of me and me, his blood was shed. I was forgiven. I was made new. Oh, anybody excited in the house today about that? Amen? But when I accepted that, Scripture tells me that the Holy Spirit revealed that to me on the inside and changed me. And I remember when the Holy Spirit changes me now, now there was this conflict taking place. So when I started to do what I didn't want to do, things changed. When I, when I would get angry and I would want to speak in a, a certain tongue, I couldn't do it anymore. It got hard. Why? Because now the spirit is now in conflict with my spirit. When I wanted to do this, say that, hang out there and try to live my own life, now there was this conflict, or, or let me say it this way, conviction. Aren't you thankful for the conviction of the Holy Spirit? In fact, let me just say this. Well, Jamie, I just feel guilty after I come to church. Jesus does not speak in the language of guilt. He speaks in the language of conviction. Why? To set us free from the law of sin and death. So when I said yes to the Lord, and when you said yes to the Lord, the Holy Spirit came in on the inside of you, and Ezekiel said it. He changed our heart, removed our heart of stone, and gave us a heart of flesh, and now the Holy Spirit moves us to obey the Lord. So if you are wobbly in your faith today, if you're wobbly in your walk, and maybe you're on the verge of saying, I'm done with this Jesus thing, you could be just walking this thing out wrong. You're walking it out under your own power. Well, Jamie, I, I have religion. Religion doesn't save people. A relationship with, with God through his son, Jesus Christ, is what makes us saved. Can I have an amen? Amen. 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 Let's keep going. So if I want to stop gossiping, stop lying, Stop going to websites. Stop being unstable. How do I do that? I do that by the help of the Holy Spirit. When, when, I, when I came to Christ, I, I just couldn't get enough of church. Couldn't get enough of being around the people of God. Couldn't get enough of the presence of God. So, so as I was growing in my faith... There comes a point in time where we have to grow to the point where it's time to serve others. Amen. Let me, let me say this. If you are stunted in your walk with the Lord, it could be that it's time to start serving and get out of the cycle. Start serving and get out of the cycle. Well, Jamie, I, I don't know what I can do. There is an endless opportunity here at Woodlake for you to do something for the kingdom of God. I see some children's ministries waving their hand away. We need a hanky over here, amen? Let's talk about children's ministry because when I came to Christ, listen, I, 
I started working in the kids' ministry. Our children's pastor should have known better. I'll just tell you that, okay? <laughs> but one of the things he assigned me to do was to pray with children during children's church. And so I remember they would all come and we would pray and there might be three or four uh, uh, kids around. We'd be praying and one little kid would come up and say, well, pray for my pray for my boo-boo here, you know, I scrape my arm, and, you know, we pray for the boo-boo, and someone else would say, my little doggy is sick, let's pray for the doggy, okay, we pray for the dog, and then someone would say, well, my, my cat's not feeling well, and I'd be like, we ain't praying for that, I'm just telling you, right, <laughs> a cat's gonna go back to where it came from, no, I'm just, that's too much, <laughs> there's people already checking for churches next week, well, go for another church, you know. But I remember one of the first times I was praying with a group of kids, one little girl was there. She just tears streaming down her face. I said, honey, what, what, do, what do we want to pray about? And she said, I, I need help. I need help being, being good. You need help being good? She goes, I need help being good. I go, well, what happened? She said, I pinched my brother on the way to church, and he cried. I'm, I'm having a rough morning. <laughs> I said, well, what did, I, I knew her parents. I said, what did your mom do? Uh, she was busy crying. <laughs> now, if you're a mom in here today, you know when you've been pushed to that point, all you can do is cry, right? I said, well, let's, let's pray. Let's ask the Lord. And I'll never forget. She goes, dear God, please help me be good. Dear God, Please help me be good. What a powerful prayer. Anybody, anybody need help being good? God, help us. What a powerful. That touched my heart such incredibly. Think about how that touches the Father heart of God. Dear God, help me be good. If you're here today and you're struggling, if you're here today, today, and even as we're sitting here in church on Sunday morning, you feel guilty for, for, a, for a, <laughs> you had a rough week, the Lord can help you. Be good. <laughs> Amen? He helps us walk this out. Here's the second thing. The Holy Spirit provides the power to produce uh, let me say it this way. The Holy Spirit provides the power to grow up. And I think I just summed up most of the modern church right there. It's time that we grow up. Instead of losing our minds of what's taking place on the nightly news, can I just tell you something? This is the chance for the church to shine, folks. Come on. Amen? This isn't the time for us to shrink back and, 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 and devour each other. This is not a time to sit. This is a time to shine and let Jesus be who he is. Can I have an amen? But the Holy Spirit will, will give us the, the power to produce or, or, or to grow up. Paul writes this to the Philippian church, for it is God who works in you, listen to this, to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. All those things I, I, I used to want to do, listen, he'll change what I want to do. Amen? 
Charles Spurgeon said it this way, it was the job of the Holy Spirit to produce the personhood of Jesus. That's why Paul says this, but the fruit or what's produced in the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Paul calls it the fruit of the Spirit. Anybody, your, your tree is a little lacking? I'm telling you, man, especially that patience fruit. I, I'm the worst if you look at my tree and you go to the part that the, the patience is, on a good day is just a bud and it's got frostbite, I need it. And here's the cool part. We call those the fruit of the spirit. Those are actually personality traits. And those personality traits are best exemplified in Jesus. What Paul is saying is the Holy Spirit is going to produce Jesus on the inside of you. Oh, does anybody need that here today? Oh, I need the help of the Holy Spirit. Folks, I don't just need the help of the Holy Spirit when I got saved. I need the help of the Holy Spirit more and more each day. Let's stop there for just a moment. The Holy Spirit revealed Jesus to me and I got saved. As I grow in the things of God, I don't need him less, I need him more. So maybe you're a believer here today and you're embarrassed of your walk with the Lord and you're upset and you're guilty and shame-filled and you're just wondering, Can I, let me tell you what could be taking place. You could be growing up to the point that you realize where you really are without him. I need him more every day, every day. It helps produce. Okay, I'm going to bear my soul to you for just a moment, okay? This is one of the most shameful things in my life. In fact, I'm just going to show you a picture of it right now. Okay, it's right here. I really thought when I got married, I was going to have a hunting dog. Not a D-O-G, I'm talking like a D-A-W-G, dog. We were going to have these memories. Instead, I have a dust mop. Okay, here's the deal. That picture was taken at obedience school. How many of you remember when you got your dog and you were going to train that thing? You're, that was about the last day. <laughs> it can barely do anything to this day, right? Okay. So, let me tell you a story. I, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a hunter. I love to hunt. And uh, I, I love to harvest deer. And, and, and when, I, when I harvest a deer, we have a lot of times deer jerky made out of that. Many of you have been the recipients of that, okay? Yes, your pastor will bless you with protein. Okay. <laughs> keep asking for it. That means I, keep, I get to keep hunting, just so you know, okay? Uh, I got to do it for the people. No, um... So one night we had some deer jerky and I was kind of breaking it up into different bags. I was going to bring it to church and, you know, and that sort of thing. And, and I dropped a piece on the floor and Toby's his name. Toby, go ahead and put that picture back up for just a second. Toby ran over and devoured this piece of deer jerky. And I thought, whoo, he may be a dust mop, but he's going to be a hunting dog yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I thought I would get cute and drop another piece of deer jerky on the ground. So threw it on the ground. Jen's like, don't feed that dog jerky. You know how it's gonna react. <laughs> Not very well, in case you're wondering. 
Jerky goes on the ground. I thought, she's right. That piece is too big. Might be a little spicy. I went to grab it from him. That sucker manifested right there. I mean, <laughs> levitating off the ground. I'm not, not that bad, but it was rough. It was, <laughs> I mean, I almost pulled back a bloody nub. That's what it was, okay? And I thought, my goodness. Then I was proud for just a moment, right? <laughs> my dust mop could maybe scratch you. I don't know. So I thought, let's train the dog with deer jerky. Now, some of you are like, I could be trained with deer jerky. It's okay. It's all right. So I started training it to, to sit, and he would respond. He would sit. He would lie down. It's amazing what dogs can remember when they need to. How many of you know what I'm talking about? My dog doesn't know English until it knows English. Come on. Okay. So I, 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 I would feed him the jerky, and then we got to the point where I thought, I'm going to train him even more. So I would train him to sit, and I would put the jerky about eight inches away. And he would hold on as long as he could, and then he would devour it. But we finally got to the point I could put it about eight inches away from his nose, and, and he would start to move towards it. I go, ah, Toby. He'd sit there and look at it and look at me. Toby. He'd take a couple little, Toby. And then he would just start whining. And it was like, like almost a person whine. Toby. And he would look at me, look at me, look at me. And if I broke eye contact with him, and he would, if he looked away, he couldn't help himself. He had to get it, right? So he'd start it all over again, eight inches away. He would sit there. I say, ha, look at me. Look at me. He would look at me. But if he looked away at the jerky, I go, ah, look at me. You say, what does it have to do with us here today? Isn't that just like us in life? When we have struggles, if we focus on it, if we look at it, if we keep looking at that temptation, if we keep going there, if we keep looking back, if we keep going there in our head, we get in trouble. That's why the writer of Hebrews said, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. The Holy Spirit helps me keep my eyes on Christ. Because if I look away, how many of us are spiritually in here going, <laughs> Jen's shaking her head, so we're going to move past that point. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Paul says this again, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If I focus on him, if I let the Spirit do his work on the inside of me, I'll stop wobbling and I'll learn how to walk. Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians. He says, and the Lord, listen to this, who is spirit? Pause there for just a moment. Don't ever be afraid of the Holy Spirit of God. The Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. The Holy Spirit is committed to make me like Jesus. Now, some of you grew up in church. 
and I'm going to show you an artifact. You ready? This is called a hymnal. Before, before words were on the screen, we read them out of a book. Now, before some of you go, oh, I wish we'd just get back to the hymnals. Let me tell you why we actually have screens here. Because back in the, many years ago, some of our older folks said, I can't read these anymore. Can you please put the words on the wall? Blame them. But I just need the hymnal. I'll make you a deal on this one. Listen to me. We would sing out of this hymnal many songs. In fact, some of you sang out of the hymnal so much that um, they would start singing the song and you could just open right to it. You knew what number it was. In fact, if you grew up in church, if your song leader was really good, they didn't even need a hymnal. Somebody would just call out, hymn number 128. Even the pianist didn't need it. Boy, they just kept on going, right? I can remember Sunday night church. We would, we would sing these songs, and one song to this day sticks out in my head. And it was really, really a chorus. To be like Jesus. Some of you remember it. To be like Jesus to be like Jesus, all I ask is to be like him. Jack, you're already singing it, aren't you? All through life's journey, from earth to glory, all I ask is to be like him. Now, when you're a kid, um, there are things that you pick up on and you really don't know why you pick up on them. I can remember as a kid growing up in this church on Sunday night when we would sing that song, there was this, only way I can describe it, Pastor Paul Vido, is an atmospheric change would take place in the room. It happens in here, it happened this morning. And as a kid, not really knowing what was going on, but there was just something in the atmosphere would change. And we would sing this song, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. All I ask is to be like him. All through life's journey, from earth to glory, all I ask is to be like him. Now, I can remember to this day, and let me tell you where I noticed it, it was our older folks. They would just begin to cry, some of them. And I'm not talking one or two, I'm talking in mass, just people crying, and people get up, leave their seats, come to the altars. And I remember as a kid, something changed. I, I, don't, I don't know. But as I got older, lived enough life, made enough mistakes, boy, you get it, don't you? Lord, I don't care, just help me, help me. Help me. Have you ever just been in so much sin that you were sick of yourself? Lord, I don't care about anything else. Just make me like Jesus. I think sometimes you have to live enough life, make enough mistakes, do it on your own long enough, check your own box, take the hits, and wobble through life until finally you hit the point, I cannot do this on my own. And then you realize we were never meant to do it on our own.
Amen. To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, all I ask is to be like Him. How many of you remember that? All through life's journey from earth to glory. All I ask is to be like Him. And if you're here today and you'd say, Jamie, I'm so far from Him that I can't even feel Him anymore. I'm so pumped you're here. Let me tell you why. Because God loves you and there is nothing you can do about it. And if you're here today and you're wobbly in your walk, you're wobbly in your faith, listen, you don't have to do it on your own. That is not how we're supposed to do it. He is committed to you. Paul writes this to the Philippians in chapter 1 and verse 6. He who has begun a good work in you will be faithful to carry it on to completion. Listen to me. Until the day of Christ Jesus. Paul says this, God is committed to your success. Listen, if you got a lost loved one here in this room, then you hear this, God is more committed to them than you are. Amen. If you're here today and you'd say, Jamie, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord, can I invite you to say yes to him? If you're here today and you'd say, Jamie, my life doesn't look like the fruit of the Spirit. It looks like everything that Paul said before that. I want to tell you something. You can say yes to Jesus here today. And you say, Jamie, I don't have all the answers. You don't have to have the answers. You just have to have Jesus. And walk by the Spirit. Can I invite you to bow your heads and just close your eyes all across this place. If you're new with us, we do this every week. And if you're watching online, Pastor Dennis is right there. He's ready to pray with you in person right now. But if you're here this morning, you'd say, Jamie, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. I just want to give you an opportunity to say yes to him. If you're here today and you'd say, Jamie, are you trying to trick me into joining the church? No, I'm inviting you to join the family of God today through Jesus Christ. You say, Jamie, that's me. I need to be saved. I need to be forgiven. I need to leave this place different than I came in. Then you need Jesus. If you say, Jamie, that's me. Pray with me. I need to say yes to Jesus here today. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. And if you're watching online, you let Pastor Dennis know right now. If that's you on the count of three, here we go. One, two, it's time to say yes. Here we go. Three, that's me in the house here today. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. You can put them down. Anybody else? Amen. All morning long, folks, this has happened. Anybody else? You say, Jamie, I'm saying yes to Jesus here today. Amen. If you're new with us here today, or especially if you're saying yes to the Lord, would you just let me be your pastor for about another 60 seconds? But if you're here today, you say, Jamie, I'm saying yes to the Lord. I'm going to lead everybody in this prayer. You're not going to pray alone. But if you're saying yes to the Lord, just let me lead you. In fact, all Woodlake family, would everyone say it? Dear Jesus, you are the Son of God. You died for me, for my sin, in my place. Come into my life. Forgive me and make me new. And from this day forward. With your help, I'm all yours. In your name I pray. At Woodlake Church, our passion is to help you connect with God, find your sweet spot in ministry, and grow in your faith. Everyone is welcome at Woodlake. If you've never been to church before in your life, or if you're a lifelong Christian, 
Woodlake is a place where you can experience real and lasting spiritual growth. Music is upbeat. The messages are straight from God's Word. They're very practical. We also have great programs for infants through 12th grade. I mean, we have something for everyone. Come check us out this weekend. I promise you'll be glad you did.